Welcome to JAG Talk, a podcast series featuring Navy JAG community experts. Listen to in-depth discussions about different legal fields and hear insights and lessons learned from practitioners across our enterprise. Chapter 19, Part 2, Accessions, Officer Development School. Commander Natasha Bodie. I'm joined by Lieutenant Lindsay McCarl. We work in Code 61 and we work, I work with the sessions and Lieutenant Lindsay McCarl works on recruiting. Uh, this podcast is going to talk to you all about what to expect once you are get or are going to officer development school. So to orient you to where we are in the process is that you have already been professionally recommended by the JAG Corps and you are working with your local recruiter and you have already actually commissioned. At that point, we're talking to you, so Code 61 is talking to you about which ODS you're actually gonna go to. Um, When you go to ODS is not really linked exactly to when you get your actual bar results back, Um, but we do try to tag ODS and NJS together. And so what I mean by that is that you have to have your passing bar results in order to attend Naval Justice School. And so let's say, for example, you were attending Naval Justice School in October because you had your bar results prior to then. We try to get you into the August ODS class then. Our biggest ODS classes are in August and then in October. We do have other classes available as they come up mostly in April and a few slots in the February timeframe. But August and October are our biggest ODS classes. So again, for example, if you are slated to go to the October NJS class because you have your bar results prior to then, then we would try to get you to the August class. If you didn't get your bar results back until later October or November, so those bigger states like California, New York, Texas, so you're expected to go to the January NJS class, then you would most likely go to the October ODS class. If you're a DA, then you would probably get to the the ODS class that is closest in time to when you actually commission. But again, we try to stick to those timelines of October and August as much as possible. So there are lots of moving pieces to that, and we will work with you individually on getting you to those classes, but those are kind of generic timelines about when you can actually expect to attend ODS. All right, uh, Lieutenant McCarl. What can these individuals expect once they arrive at ODS? For example, how long will they be there? Who else will be there with them? Of course, ma'am. So ODS is really your first chance to meet with many of your peers. um, And that includes everyone in the various staff corps of the Navy. So that includes other JAG officers that you'll be working with um, for the rest of your career. And includes uh, nuclear engineers, medical, dental, chaplains, medical service corps, um, the nurse corps. We all attend officer development school together. It is five weeks and you should expect fairly long days starting as early as 4.30 in the morning and lasting until approximately five o'clock in the evening, um, which is usually followed immediately by chow um, in the evenings. And then you might have a little bit of free time in the evenings and on the weekends, but initially um, a lot of that free time will be spent shining shoes and getting your uniforms prepped um, and uh, remembering and memorizing um, a lot of the Navy specific gouge, which I'll talk about in just a minute. So ma'am, now that we've discussed timelines and who else will be there, how can they expect to spend their time once they arrive? 
when you're at ODS, you're, again, your days are pretty long. They are pretty packed, um, but they are everything from getting your uniforms issued and really just learning the basics of how to be an officer. Some of that includes some classroom time, learning naval history, that type of thing. Also, you'll have frequent uh, room and uniform inspections. You'll learn how to march, naval leadership basics. You will be, uh, you have to enroll in a, and participate in a firefighting course, as well as what's called the Buttercup, which is really just a mock ship that takes on water and you and your classmates uh, get to attempt to stop it from, from going down. So it's actually pretty fun. Um, you will also participate in three mock uh, PRTs and one official PRT at the end of your ODS time. So that PRT does count for an official PRT, so it goes on your record. So very, very important that you're aware of that ahead of time and that you are practicing your sit-ups, your push-ups, and your run. You also have to take a swim test. It's a basic swim test, but you will have to jump off a 10-foot platform, float for five minutes, swim 50 yards, and inflate your uniform in a drown-proofing exercise. Um, there is a video available of this if you have any questions or concerns about that on the Officer Training Command Newport. If you Google that on their website, it'll talk more about that basic swim test that sometimes people have questions about. Other things that you'll have will happen there is that you will get your uniforms. Unless you have some sort of prior officer service, um, almost everybody arrives there without having any type of uniforms, and that's okay and that's expected. They are, you are given time there to actually go over to the uniform store and try on the various sizes because um, the sizes of military uniforms don't always match up exactly what you may be wearing in your civilian life, so there are you're given time to try different ones on, get any hemming or anything that is necessary there as well. And they will also tell you exactly what uniforms you need at that per point of time. So make sure that you take the time to actually get those fitted to you properly because it's a lot of uniforms, it's a lot of time, it's a lot of money, so make sure that you're getting the ones that actually fit you. Um, you could wait until your next duty station to buy a lot of the optional items. Um, so if you wanted to wait to buy any of like the khaki skirts, any of the stuff like swords and stuff that are more, uh, if you were in a wedding, that type of thing, you can always wait to NJS until you have uh, what would probably be a more steady paycheck after ODS. Um, there's no need to cut your hair ahead of time uh, for the women. And as far as the men, you can receive and will show up with a clean haircut, but you probably might need to get one there as well. All right, Lieutenant McCarl, now we talked a little bit about how their days are spent. Do you have any other items that they can do to prepare ahead of time? So there are two major ways to best prepare yourself for officer development school. Um, the first is swim and practice your PRTs. So like Commander Bodie mentioned earlier, lots and lots and lots of push-ups, sit-ups, and running. Even though um, once you get to the fleet, your first tour, you usually have the option of conducting the physical readiness test or the PRT via bike or a swim test or even on a treadmill. At Officer Development School, you will only be allowed to run and in particular run on an outdoor track. So make sure you are uh, used to outdoor weather and running in it and doing lots of push-ups and sit-ups in it. Um, the other major way you can prepare for ODS is to review the information that's provided on the ODS website. Um, everything from knowing the Sailor's Creed to the phonetic alphabet um, and the 15 leadership traits. There's a PDF file available to download and it has all of the information that 
uh, you will be expected to know or memorize while you are ODSed, but it is so much easier to show up with all of it already memorized. So fun thing to do when you're done memorizing and preparing for the bar exam. And then finally, um, it may sound a little silly, but start weaning yourself off coffee. Um, You will usually not be allowed to drink any coffee the first week, and getting up at 4.30 in the morning with no caffeine can be a little tricky for some folks, especially for us lawyers and especially after the bar exam. So that's the best thing you can do to prepare. Great. Thank you, Lieutenant Carl. And just one other note to ha- uh, about after ODS. So many individuals wonder, okay, all right, go to my five weeks, but I don't start NJS for another four weeks. What happens then? There's a distinction here between whether you came in under the student program or if you are a direct appointment applicant. So for student program, you go back into your civilian lifestyle. So you go back into what's called the individual ready reserve. It's just what you commissioned as when you came into the service and you actually took your first commissioning oath. What that um, really means for you and the important part is during those weeks between ODS and NJS, and hopefully they are just weeks, and that's why we try to line them up as close as possible, is that you will not be receiving pay or any associated benefits during that time frame. So you definitely need to make sure that you are planning for that ahead of time. So if that means that you are living with family members, you're living with friends, you're taking uh, time to be a barista at Starbucks during those few weeks, all of those things are fine. Um, but just be aware that during those that time frame between ODS and NJS, again, you go back into kind of just your civilian lifestyle. If you're a direct appointment applicant, it's a little bit different. In fact, it's very different. Uh, between ODS and NJS, you actually report to your ultimate duty station. So if your ultimate duty station after NJS was supposed to be, for example, Pensacola, Florida, then you would go from Newport, Rhode Island, report to Pensacola, Florida, get checked in there, start your time with your command, and then when NJS starts, you go back up to Newport and start again at Naval Justice School. So definitely a distinction there between student program and um, the direct appointment applicant. With that, that's all the information we have for Officer Development School. But please, if you have not listened to the prior podcast regarding working with your recruiter and you're still in that process of commissioning, please listen to that podcast. And we will have another podcast on what to expect at Naval Justice School. Thank you very much. You have been listening to JAG Talk, a podcast series featuring Navy JAG community experts. Visit jag.navy.mil for additional chapters of this podcast series. Thank you for tuning in.